Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have an amazing guest. But first, if you're feeling like your life is out of balance, like you're not meeting your own expectations in terms of business, relationships, health and exercise, if you're feeling overwhelmed on a daily basis, then the 2020 Goals Retreat is for you. You can have anything you want in life, but you can't have everything you want in life. Getting what you want is more about knowing how to say no, how to eliminate the clutter that's getting in the way of achieving your goals. I'd like to invite you for three days of intensive work during the first weekend of December so that you hit the ground running for 2020. It's going to be in a beautiful location on the Mexican Riviera, one of my favorite resorts in Mexico. To find out more or to register, send an email to goals at victorjm.com or visit the website at victorjm.com events. That's victorjm.com slash events. We're back this weekend. Our guest is no stranger to the podcast. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George was a senior vice president in the Trump organization for many years. He's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. He was a judge on the TV show, The Apprentice, and he taught negotiation at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. In business for over 60 years, listen to my conversation with George Ross. So welcome, George. Great to have you here again. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Work, work, let's, let's go to work. So, George, we've been participating in a monthly mastermind call now for several years, and the participants yep. of the call love the quality of the feedback that they get from you. I love the fact that we can go deep on topics, whether it's related to negotiation, real estate, the economy, or even just how to manage the complexities of life. For future listeners or for future participants, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the source of the principles that you bring to the call? Maybe you can take a minute and share some of your experience for those who don't know you quite as well. Oh, sure. I, I, I'm happy to do that because uh, the, the background is all important. First of all, uh, that uh, you have to understand that over the, the period of years, I've been involved in businesses now for more than 60 years of all different kinds. And, and also involved with a major law firm, which I set up with a well, you got 160 lawyers doing nothing basically but real estate, and was involved you know, with Donald for uh, 40 some odd years, doing a lot of interesting deals and understand what uh, how you can, can succeed in the business world. Also involved in uh, owned radio stations uh, that was part of it. Uh, I got involved in that business and uh, learned what it is to set up a. Uh, production company, you know, for radio, and also uh, was involved with a, a, a major product in, uh, with, uh, with a factory that was making a solid surface material, and Albuquerque set up that, that uh, business or involved in that, mostly to, to the extent of the financing end. And more important than I think anything else is over the long span of years, I've learned uh, how important it is to negotiate. And how to negotiate? And most people don't know how to negotiate, and they don't know, and they just they just, they just go sort of by the seat of their pants, and then they can't understand why it doesn't achieve the results that they want to want to achieve. And effectively, it's a negotiation is being able to understand the people you're talking to, no matter who they are. You're always negotiating if you're in in business, if we're negotiating with your staff, or you're negotiating with business people, or you're buying things. And uh, it's it's a lifelong experience, and I suppose I've compiled uh, in in my own way uh, a ho- whole host of uh, ideas and things 
that made it good and why some things were successful and some weren't successful. And I'm happy to share that with all, uh, you know, with all the participants that are on the calls because we're talking about uh, my experiences based on a, uh, on, on my lifestyle, my life and my lifestyle as well as uh, business and everything else. And so we can go into a depth, understand for the people that are listening here. Hey, I have been where you are at this point. You haven't been where I am, which is 91 years. Well, indeed. In fact, one of the things that I love is you've mastered, even when you were working for Donald uh, for many, many years, you mastered work-life balance where you were working in the city four days a week, and then you were at home out on Long Island three days a week. And, right. Um, you know, still being having major responsibility in a major corporation with huge, huge responsibility, you were able to maintain that balance. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, not only that, it's a balance of uh, of your your lifestyle with uh, pay being a uh, major contributor or a part in one way into if, uh, into charities or your uh, your your family or your 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 uh, religious whatever background, and you know to be a participant instead of just a uh, uh, spectator. I love it. Well, you mentioned negotiation, and that's a natural segue. We've got a brilliant case study happening in front of us in the news every day. Headlines on virtually every newspaper, whether it's the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Times, are reporting that the trade negotiations with China are hurting the economy. Now, clearly, that's not the goal. Quite the contrary. But some businesses have been building inventories in order to cope with the uncertainty associated with tariffs. And inventory building ahead of demand is one of the most common causes of a recession, which clearly we don't want. So eventually mm-hmm. these businesses, when they've got excess inventory, they'll put their foot on the brakes, they'll they'll stop buying, and that's what causes the typical sharp downturn that we see in recessions. So what are your thoughts on the trade negotiations, and is it possible that we've got some unintended negative consequences from the trade negotiation? Well, that's a it's very, uh, you know, it's a wonder. It's a wonderful topic. Of course, it's uh, it's as far as being current. And understand is that I think the whole concept of the the tariffs and the trade negotiations is being overblown as to the adverse effect that it might have on some entities or some businesses around. It has to, but it's negative. It's not that great. If you have a product. And you could now cost you more because of a tariff. Generally speaking, that the cost can, will be absorbed by the ultimate purchaser if that if they need the, if they want the product. It's not a question of the price. So some areas are going to be hurt, some businesses are going to be hurt, but the overall result will be will be, in my estimation, will be extremely beneficial as far as uh, uh, anyone that's that's doing business anywhere, certainly with China. Well, I think you're right. Because for years, for years, what they've been doing is they've been taking advantage of the fact that they have cheap labor and the fact that uh, the government can get involved in, in everything and the uh, other countries or participants from other countries don't have that uh, that advantage and therefore that a disadvantage. One of the ways to level the playing field is the tariffs. And it's been that way for a number of years, but nobody wanted to tackle it. So as a result, at this point, China has been uh, taking advantage of, uh, of, of certainly uh, Canada, the United States, and other countries that are involved in manufacturing or trying to sell product. Understand, you can't sell a product in China 
if you make if you make it anywhere else without paying a tariff. They don't want our, our automobiles. They don't want those. They they want you to buy theirs, but you should they just should not be obligated to buy theirs. So it's 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 been an unfair trading situation. And so what I am recommending and highly is not to panic at this. It's, if the people, if the economies are good, if people have money, they will buy. If the price goes up a little bit, so what? In the overall scheme of things, it's not going to make a a, a big difference. They they'll they'll always buy the product, the best product that's available at an appropriate price. And over a period of time, it will certainly. I I I have no doubt that it will work out. However. Having said that, I don't know what's the appropriate period of time. China's got a long uh, window. They're looking at what happens in the next 50 years, and that's what they're concerned with. Now, what happened? Show me any one of our countries, be it Canada or the United States or anyone in Europe, that has a window of 50 years. We're not we're concerned of what happens this year or next year. So it's very short. So we're looking through a different lens. And however, having said we're looking through a different lens, tariffs as it will will work out they will ultimately end up with buying buying better products than you can get now at a price that's fair and uh, not basically uh, maybe maybe uh chinese products but they will be absorbed the price the price increases whatever they are will be absorbed in the, by the, the the purchasing public and it's not going to make a tremendous difference price wise you know, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not going to say that nobody would buy it because the price is too high. It's the, it's the question they will buy it if, if there's there. So I would not stockpile on the idea that the price is going to go up tremendously. I wouldn't do that at this. I would assume at this point, keep your normal inventories and uh, go certainly get the sales. And as long as the sales are that you have the customers, they will have to buy product somewhere. And if they're going to buy product somewhere, they're going to buy it from you. And if the price is is a little is higher than what it, it's it's not critical. It's not critical. It's not. It's not. We're not talking about uh, something that's the price you get priced out of the market. No, I would say, don't worry. Over that, it's going to be short term pain for some companies, and certainly pain for some industries. But on the, uh, the, the the over the next few years or short shorter years at that it's going to work out for everybody's benefit and you're not going to have a depression. Well, I agree with your perspective that the impact of the tariffs is way overblown, you know, by some estimates where, you know, a tariff is a tax. That's really all it is. And so we're talking about 30 billion in taxes and the federal government today collects one and a half trillion. So it's really a rounding error in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, to the fact that the media is so focused on this $30 billion is uh, is really quite uh, a distortion. It is a distortion. And uh, the, the, the main thing, the, one of the main things that makes it a distortion is that there's a general feeling and everybody right, that free trade is the right way to go. Agreed. However, what's the right way to go if one of the parties wants to... Uh, Stack the deck, then you—that's not free trade. Exactly. So, so you, so you have to say, okay, uh, if I'm dealing with uh, with somebody that's, that's stacking the deck, I I can't I can't do the same thing I would do with somebody that I trust completely. And I think that over the period, the next few months or a short period of time, 
you're going to see the realization by many, many countries and certainly companies that are doing business in those in those countries to say, okay, what do I, how do I get my business and and solve my problems with the customers, even though there may be a, a question of a of a necessity increase in increase in prices because of the tax that's placed that's placed on the on the products. If if the economies the economies are good and people have jobs, they want to spend the money. The price becomes that they pay is not critical. They would buy whatever it is, and that goes with steel, and it goes with everything else that's available uh, in the marketplace. It's not uh, it's, uh, you know it's not limited to any one particular area. The main thing is is to see whether or not in the countries themselves whether or not there is a tendency to inflation, because inflation could be if it's if it's rampant could be could throw everything wacky. But if it's not and it's kept in a reasonable area of control because of the the regulations, so it 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 works. It works. I mean, I I've seen I've seen it seen to go through. I mean, I, for uh, we were buying steel at one point from from somebody that was in a a particular country where they had three hundred percent inflation in a year. I bet you got a bid on uh, for steel at this two million dollars worth of steel. The guy says the people were sorry. This bid is good for thirty for 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 three hours. <laughs> wow. Okay. But that was because of the inflation. Sure, he doesn't know where to buy it, and as far as work is concerned. But you don't have that right now. Will we have it? Is there a possibility? There's always a possibility. But I don't see it. I don't see it in. in uh, the, I don't see the. I see the turmoil only in the fact of the people that are re- relating to it. You have a tendency. Well, tariffs are bad. The answer is no. Tariffs are not bad. If they eliminate the uh, the 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 unfair trade practices, right, right, they're not, right. And where you have a country where you have at this point that has a, how much goods, try, how much of China buys of our goods, and how much we buy of their goods, and you see the, the the tremendous difference in this, and then they devaluate the currency to so that they basically uh, you know swallow the market. So you have uh, an unfair playing field. What do you do? You have to figure out how you're going to survive and uh, accomplish what has to be accomplished because you're playing with a crooked deck. Well, absolutely. So I don't, I'm not this, uh, as concerned about it. The, as long as basically the economies of the participants or the or countries are good. And you've seen this. We've seen it. You've seen basically you see a deal made between the United States and, and Canada on a lot of products. And they're going to say, say as far as we're concerned, our product is, well, we'll talk more about fair, fair trade, but we're not getting involved with doing it with, with China because they don't play fair. So as long as people have jobs, the economy, the economy is good, you don't have inflation or a lot of the products which go wacky, which are uh, important, such as foodstuffs and uh, uh, gasoline, petrol, all those things. As long as they stay with some type of a balance, I'm not over. I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. I love our monthly mastermind calls with George. If this is something you think might be of interest to you, definitely check out the mastermind. You can also find out about this at victorjm.com/events, along with the goals retreat. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.